the reality of uncertainty is that like if you have dreams and you have goals and ambitions um you know maybe they're not going to work out the way that you hoped or the way that you planned or the way you intended but i do think that the direction they're sending you in is a good direction now the plan might change things might adapt things might evolve but if you leave or walk away from it because someone talked you out of it someone altered your reality about it and your belief in yourself you know that i don't think that's something that you want to you know i don't think that's something you really want uh in general i don't think anybody does but you know as we're talking about this part of the battle is that it just doesn't work out as quickly as we want or the way we want or the way we hope or intend and there's sadness there's sorrow there's anger there's overwhelm there's fear there's everything that comes with it this is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. All right, welcome to another episode of the show, Brandon and Evan. Hey, the artist podcast here we are here we are yet again doing another talk uh again, don't know where again. don't know where it's going evan don't know where for sure <laughs> so uncertain um <laughs> that's what we're talking about we're talking about grappling with the reality of uncertainty and yeah all i can say for myself to start this off is very very present topic very uh very much in 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 my world right now and i think there's so much to talk about in this one evan i think like every everybody struggles with this to some degree especially artists and entrepreneurs because i think the things that give us kind of immediate gratification are generally pretty certain and that's why we often go for immediate gratification type stuff but those bigger things those things that we we dream of those those goals those desires those things that maybe feel a little bit out of our wheelhouse our skill sets um they live in the unknown they live in this place of uncertainty and that can be quite scary and daunting and debilitating and overwhelming you know maybe you want to add a few more feelings but <laughs> they <laughs> there are a bunch of of things that come up for us yet this is such an important thing and so Anyway, I'm I'm looking forward to getting to this one. Do you have any anything you want to add for the beginning of this? Yeah, I I I think that for me in terms of, you know, how I'm immediately struck by by this because yeah, this is something that's been present for me for I mean, I'm sure there's a variety of reasons, but I've it's something that I've really been uh grabbed by and even even a little bit uh terrified by to a certain extent um by this what we're talking about the reality of uncertainty um because i think that it's one of those things where on a certain level you can you a lot of most people can hear something like yeah 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 like uncertainty you know and change you know it's all you know and stuff like that things are always changing da 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 
it's not a new idea. It's not a new concept for most of us to kind of hear, or even even if if it's something that you are hearing for the first time, it, it's something that's fairly easy to kind of grasp on a certain level. But I guess you know, and maybe it's just with you know getting older and experience and things like that. But when you start to really feel on on a on a lived in level of how things are so uncertain uh, uncertain and and how something that seemed to be just so solid uh it can just completely dissolve and crumble to dust in such a short period of time and that that is it's hard to find words to describe what that, how you, how you, what that feeling is and the, the many feelings that can come with that, including, yeah, like, uh, you know, there, there can be a terror around it. There can be confusion, um, feeling lost, all, all kinds of stuff. So it's really, you know, and, and so I think grappling is is an appropriate sort of word active word that we've used with this because it is something that i think that for a lot of us we have to grapple with it and what i'm hoping uh that we can maybe find or or carve something out in this conversation is is to maybe shift that sort of verb a little bit from a grappling to how do we you know how do we live in a, in a healthy kind of way with uncertainty as, as so it's not this such a scary monster, uh, but is something that, that we can, um, I guess, embrace more, more wholeheartedly. So, uh, that's, that's what I've got to start this one off. Yeah. Something that comes up for me as we get into this is resistance. You know, I'm thinking of the the grappling and the resistance. And I, I often find for myself, if I can not be so resistant to change or to new information, that the grappling is not as challenging. It's not as hard. There's more of a flow and there's more of a natural adaptation that occurs. But the fighting for the plan the destination maybe even is, is, is part of the challenge that I sometimes face. And yeah, and it's like, uh, you know, I think with so much of this, there, there's a process to everything and that's not always easy to remember when things are not going to plan. And something I've been thinking a lot about over, over the recent, well, years, but months and weeks in particular I'd say I'm reminded of it more in these last weeks is that have a plan, but don't be so committed to the destinations, be more committed to the directions of the plans, not the destinations of the plans, but the directions of the plans, because the directions Mm -hmm. are good. The destinations that you think you need to get to, or you're supposed to get to, or you're meant to get to, those often change and sometimes change quite dramatically. And, and, like to the point where it's like, not only are you not going there, you can never go there. That is gone. And and a, a good example of this could be in a 
you know, a relationship, maybe you build a whole future with somebody and you think, Hey, like, this is what our life's going to look like together. And then, you know, all of a sudden there's a breakup or something happens. Maybe they do something that just basically ends the relationship possibility for you. You know, maybe it's infidelity, maybe it's something like this, whatever. But once that happens, that future is destroyed, but that future was a destination. And that's important to remember the direction of where you wanted to head was good. The destination no longer exists, but that direction doesn't have to go out, be gone. You know, Mm. it's just that the destination you have to, you know, you have to to let go of. And there's a lot of resistance I find for myself when, you know, because you make plans and there's resistance because you're like, yeah, but like, I really wanted this to happen. I really wanted Mm -hmm. this to work out. I really wanted it to be this way. And when you are in the initial stage of you're like, well, maybe it can still happen. That's, that's where it's the hardest, you know, the moment of acceptance when you realize, okay, this isn't going to happen. Like this is over. Mm -hmm. That's actually more of a relief. It's, it's in the period of, maybe it still can work, you know, and you're fighting for something. And, uh, you know, something I've experienced recently is fighting for something that I just hadn't recognized was already gone. It was already dead. It was not an option anymore. And uh, I'm not trying to be cryptic about it, but um, the hard part was in the not acknowledging that, yeah, this destination is not a mark on the map that I will be headed to any longer. Not that I won't be still going in the same direction I'm planning on going, but that is not a pit stop. That is not a place that is not. And that's definitely not the Graceland that I Mm. thought I was headed towards. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, Man, there was a lot in there that, um, that we could jump off to. What direction do you want to go? Yeah. Yeah. There's so, yeah. So in terms of what you you were saying, what you're saying, I think that that's one of the things that is is so tough is is the it's like almost admitting to a certain lack of of control, I think to a certain extent. And I think that that's part of the trouble with um with uncertainty to to and and how we deal with it is because we want to have that sense of we could do something about what happened and we want to have um you know we want to have certain outcomes with a lot of things especially things that we've invested a lot of time and energy sometimes money you know whatever it is we we've invested a lot into something and when it doesn't work out, you know, it can, it can be hard to just admit that situation to accept that that is the situation. And I know that, um, that's actually something that I've, I've learned to do in, in challenging situations, um, is to, is to actually say to myself, like, this is happening. Like this is this, this is actually happening or, you know, sometimes you don't always have the opportunity because decisions or, or action needs to be taken and a very quick, you know, it has to happen now. 
and you can only it's only sort of afterwards that you can you you have to kind of go back and say that happened mm. that actually happened not denying that it happened like isn't that like one of the, the isn't that like the first stage of grief you know like the first stage of grief is is denial mm-hmm. you know it's like it's it's i think it's one of the first stages in in um addiction recovery as well is there's that first acknowledgement that it's like this this has happened or this is happening mm-hmm. um because the sooner you can accept that thing um the sooner you are able to cre- do be to return to i guess a creative into a creative space in in order to take whatever necessary actions are required because if you're not accepting the thing that happened you're not able to really like you you it, it's kind of a silly thing to even say that you you're you're in no position to make any sort of decisions or take any kind of actions based on the thing that's going on if you are because you're essentially living in a in a sort of a dream space you're you're, yeah, living you're not in, in not in reality yeah you're not in reality and so you're not equipped to actually deal with the thing so i think that that acceptance is key and oh there was something else i want to go into with this <laughs> Um, something very, oh yeah. So it's like that, the, the, just the, just the challenge of that acceptance, just the challenge of, of bringing yourself to there can be a very, very real one. Because again, there can be so much that you've, you've put into something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, something we haven't gotten into this, uh, yet, but maybe this is the right, right time, but something you had said to me prior to, to, um, when we we recorded is there's there can be a sadness a very real um sorrow sadness anger uh things that can go with that acceptance particularly when it's something that you put so much into right that it it can be absolutely heartbreaking uh to have to come to that that acceptance Something that's coming up for me as we're talking, Evan, is, you know, we we added the word reality into this conversation, and I don't think that's by accident, <laughs> because we don't all live in the same reality. We we live in a perception, we live in a projection, and we live in an interpretation, and we all have different values and standards and things like this that we live by. And so reality is not always so cut and dry and so obvious across the board from every person, one to the next. Something that, um, you know, I think is important to bring up is like, you're grappling with the reality. The reality isn't just what everyone else thinks is happening or says is happening. It's what you perceive is happening. You know, that, that's an important element to it. No, I think it, it, it's worth noting that just because you perceive it that way doesn't always mean that that's actually what's happening. But um, someone said to me, uh, well, something came up and someone was talking poorly about me. And uh, 
I said to them, well, I don't, you know, I don't like that. That's not, that's not cool. I don't like that at all. And they said, oh, well, you know, like, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like husband and wife, you know, sharing secrets or whatever. And I'm like, well, I'm thinking about that. And I'm like, well, first of all, it's not your wife. Mm -hmm. And second of all, even if you're sharing stuff, cause you're, cause you're a couple to speak poorly about someone behind their back, that goes against my standards. That goes against my, that's not okay. It's not okay. I don't care if you're talking to your best friend or you're talking to your parent or you're talking to your loved one. It's, it actually says something about the person, in my opinion. If you talk mm -hmm. poorly about somebody else, if you talk out of integrity, if you talk to somebody in a way in which you would not talk to them directly, you know you're doing something wrong. You know there's something wrong with that. And in my reality, and this is my interpretation, these are my standards, these are my principles, that's not okay. So this person was essentially trying to say, no, it is okay. And uh, something that I've learned, especially through the most recent experiences I've gone through, is that don't let people tell you what is acceptable, okay, or whatever. Don't let them gaslight you into lowering your standards or lowering your possibilities. And this goes not just for when people are doing negative acts like this, it's also for, um, say you're an actor and you say, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and be a star, you know, whatever your thing is, right? You're going to go, I'm going to get an agent. I'm going to audition. I'm going to be in movies and TV and whatever. And someone goes, well, you know, that's really hard to do. You know, are you sure? Blah, blah, blah. And they're doing all this to you, right? Well, look like, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's challenging. Yeah. The odds are stacked against you, but here's the thing. That's not going to serve you to be focused on that part of the reality of, of the business. You need to believe in yourself. You need to decide that you will beat those odds. If you're going to do that, you know, and, and if you're going to let people talk you out of the things that you care about and the things you want, that's their reality. That's not your reality. And look, it might not work. That's part of the uncertainty, but you know, there's a certain degree where we need to, we need to take a bet on ourselves. We need to take a risk. We need to take a chance. And, you know, yeah, like the, the odds are not always good in certain things that we want to do. Sometimes the odds are, are they really suck. But the thing is, is you have to believe that you can beat them if you're going to even dare to do some of this stuff, you know? And um, people can talk you out of your your dreams and your reality and your belief in what is possible. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, a, it's a really important part of this. You know, the plan might be, okay, well, I'm going to go to Hollywood and I'm going to get an agent and a manager and I'm going to be in movies. And then you go there and you know what? It doesn't work out. It doesn't work out right away. But um, uh, I forget his name, uh, the guy who is in the office. He's like a big star now. Um, oh, uh, uh, John Krasinski, John Krasinski, John, Case... John Krasinski, John Krasinski. I think I know that's Krasinski. I know it's Krasinski for sure. So he I shares know. a great story. This is a great story. He tells, he tells his mom, he says, I'm going to go down to Los Angeles and I'm going to become an actor. And this is what I'm going to do. And his mom said, look, if you go down and do this, give yourself a certain amount of time and then you have to leave. Cause I'll never ask you to walk away from your dreams. And he said, okay, that's fair. He's like, so I don't know. He gave himself a couple of years, a few years, whatever. 
and he was it wasn't working out he was waiting tables he's like this sucks i don't think it's gonna happen calls his mom up says look i think i'm coming home you know he was actually gonna ask her to come get him like he was like this is too much of a struggle and his mom said to him you know just 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 wait till the end of the year or just wait till the end of christmas or whatever two weeks later he booked the office and now he is who he is here's the thing um you 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 will go through struggle this is inevitable right we all will go through struggle and look it doesn't always mean that your struggle leads to the certainty of a happy ending but you know you decide you decide when to walk away you decide when enough is enough and um you know and the thing is is like with with all of this the reality of uncertainty is that like if you have dreams and you have goals and ambitions um you know maybe they're not going to work out the way that you hoped or the way that you planned or the way you intended but i do think that the direction they're sending you in is a good direction now the plan might change things might adapt things might evolve but if you leave or walk away from it because someone talked you out of it, someone altered your reality about it and your belief in yourself, you know, that, I don't think that's something that you want to, you know, I don't think that's something you really want uh, in general. I don't think anybody does, but, you know, as we're talking about this, part of the battle is that it just doesn't work out as quickly as we want or the way we want or the way we hope or intend. And there's sadness, there's sorrow, there's anger, there's overwhelm, there's fear, there's everything that comes with it. And I think that's so much what this conversation is about. It's like, you know, um, as you're dealing with these emotions, um, you know, just understand that some of this is par for the course, you know, it's, it's a part of your learning. It's a part of your evolving. Yeah. And I mean, I think that there's, again, like kind of coming to this thing of accepting the reality of certain things, because, you know, as I, I, I love that, that, you know, story of John Krasinski and, and you hear stories like that a lot of the times, you know, with actors or people in the arts or it's where it's, you know, they were doing it and, and, you know, things weren't going well and they were about to pull the plug on things and and then that's when it happens which i do think is kind of an interesting correlation when you hear that story because i always like to think that it's it's like oh it's because they're they've given up the idea of having to make it and having to that pressure that weight is off of them and then and that that translates very often for an actor into very alive performances because they've let go um, but anyway, that's a whole, that's a whole other issue, um, in terms of what, of what, you, of that story I, that I do want to, to, to acknowledge in this is that, you know, for every, every John Krasinski, there's a hundred, a thousand, you know, however many where it didn't go that way. Yeah. You know, that, that break didn't happen for people and maybe there's still maybe they're still in it, you know, maybe you're still in it, maybe they're not. Um, cause I don't want to be, you know, uh, and I don't want to, I, I don't say that as being like, uh, a voice of discouragement in this whole thing, but rather I think it's an invitation for 
trying to understand a deeper level of of what you're in it for, I guess. Um, what is the thing that's really animating you to to doing something, right? Can you do it just because it's your joy to do it, right? And the thing is that sometimes that that can change for people as well. You know, you 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 went down to Los Angeles and and the intention was to, you know, become a a big actor and and I you know, I honestly think that most actors would be lying if to if they said they didn't want to to make it. Same thing with like, you know, anyone in any artistic medium, you know, where there's a big industry in it. Of course people want to have success in what they do because um, in many respects, it just allows you to do more of, of what is it you're doing. You don't have to divide your attention. You don't have to be doing other things um, while, and you just get to f- solely focus on that pursuit. Um, so I, I think that we have to be honest about that too, or it's like, and, and there's nothing wrong with, with wanting to have success in what you're doing. Um, but I think that with that, we still need to have a sense of the bigger reason why we're doing something. And again, that can, that can change. There are people who discover in the, in the pursuit of something, it could be in the arts, it could be in building a business or, you know, really when you're trying to create anything bigger than yourself to a certain extent, um, you know, th- that that's something that, again, demands a lot of time, energy, uh, and there's no guarantees on how that thing will work out. But I like to think that all of that pursuit, that sincere, wholehearted pursuit of that thing takes you to whatever is next for you and maybe it's maybe you do make a a great career out of it for the rest of your life or maybe you hit a certain point where you realize that your wants like what you genuinely want has changed Mm -hmm. you know and it's like actually this thing isn't that important to me anymore you know i'm just doing it because it's just what I've been doing for the last while and it's become comfortable and it's become safe. But what I actually want is to do this now. Right. And, and there's no shame in that, you know, there's no shame in, in when you, when you come to those kinds of forks and crossroads, um, in your life. Again, it's, it's all, you know, it's, it's all about really paying attention to, you know, the, the inner, uh, that, that inner direction, as you were alluding to earlier in the conversation, that, that, that direction that you're, you're heading to, you know, inside of you. Yeah. The direct, that inner direction that I think that, you know, things change, you know, you brought this up, right. Things change as we, as we evolve through our journey. And uh, something I was thinking about today was like, Man, when I was younger and I was in kind of acting and all of that, like this whole idea of being famous and being kind of known, a household name and all of that, you know, that 
that was very much a motivator for me. And now where I'm at in my life, I'm like, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that at all. I don't like, I don't, I'd rather be more anonymous, you know? And it's, it's interesting because, you know, there's certain things I do where I put myself out there. And I think, you know, um, my relationship to being recognized and being known is so much different than it once was. And I suppose that, you know, as I've changed as a person, when I initially wanted to be known, it was because I was in search of something. I was search in search of being validated, in being accepted, in being like liked or loved or whatever. But as I've gotten older, I now have that without the need of fame or this type of thing. I already feel loved. I already feel liked. I already recognize myself as having lived a very interesting life and a very full life. And and there's still more to go, which I find extremely exciting as well. And uh, I find people, and I mean, I don't mean to be rude or mean or anything. I just find people to be in general kind of a hassle um, because, uh, you know, they're they're caught up in, in things that are like stupid to me, like the Kardashians and shit, you know what I mean? Like, like, they, like they think that's like, and, and look, whatever, I mean, fine. Like you, you care about that. Like, but to me, um, what I find important and what I value now is so much different. And so like, not only does it not matter to me what once mattered to me, at least not in the same reasons, I could not, I would, I, there's no, there's almost no way I could even trick myself to go back to that because I've just lived too much. I've seen too much now. I've, 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 I've had a different experience than I, than I expected. And, you know, when I think of fame now, I used to think, oh, you invite all these people into who like love you and praise you. That's how I used to see it. And now I see it as, no, you invite all these weirdos who are like narcissists and trying to take from you and whatever. And like, they see you as a meal ticket and an option and an opportunity. And so I'm like, I don't want any of that, you know, but I mean, both are true, right? It depends what you, mm -hmm. what you look at, but, and maybe you get both. Right. But when I, when I think about when I wanted it, I was focused on the positive elements. And I think about now how much I don't really want it. And I'm more focused on maybe let's just say the negative elements of it. Now I'm not saying it's one, one without the other, and they're not true, but I think when you, when you begin to move through life, your, your reasons can change and that can change what you're doing and why you're doing it. I still love acting. Like I'd love to act on the stage and I, I like doing that, but the idea of having to go to red carpet parties and shake hands with people I don't like and, and have to play a game and have to have an image. And, and if I didn't live up to it, the whole world would like slam me for it. If I did anything that was out of the rule book of what was appropriate in that realm, to me, that sucks. And I, I just think, no, I don't want that for myself. I'm not interested in that at all. Does it mean that I don't like acting anymore? No, not at all. I love working with actors. I love directing actors. I love coaching actors. And I actually even love acting in its in its own right. But it's just not the same relationship anymore. It's changed. And what I want to do with acting and how acting relates to my life now 
is just so much different than what it once was. And and I'm not saying that my way is better or right. It's not. It's it's just mm-hmm. my way. And I know that to be true about me. If somebody wants to be on red carpets and at, at, at award shows and they want to wear the dress or the suit or do the thing and have their pictures taken and they like that, by all means, go do that. If that's what if that's what makes you happy and that fulfills you and you have purpose and and meaning in that, by all means, I'm not saying that my way is better. I just know that for me, that isn't that life doesn't appeal to me anymore. And that's a pretty big shift because I used to think that that's what I wanted. And, you know, and, and so I think what's interesting is like, you know, we're talking about kind of, um, the, the, the grappling with the reality of uncertainty. When I was younger, you could not have convinced me in the slightest that I would be where I am today and think the way I think today and see the world the way I see it, see it today. There's no way. I would have never even believed it for a second. Mm-hmm. But yet here I am, and I look at my younger self, and I think, wow, like, that's where I was, and that's what I was thinking, and that's what I was doing. And you know what? My younger self got me here. So although my younger self, things didn't necessarily work out the way my younger self thought things should work out, I'm not upset at the way things worked out at all. I'm actually quite happy with the way things have worked out. And, uh, you know, it's it's just that when you get too attached to the plan, I think that it could be upsetting because you're like, well, you know, and I, I've been through that. I'm not saying that I, I'm not exempt from that because there were moments where, I've definitely sat with myself and said, wow, things really didn't go like we thought they would, did they? Um, you know, and and kind of grappled with that whole idea. But if, after I came out with it, out the other side of of kind of grappling with it, what I found was I was like, yeah, but that, and that's okay. But it didn't go. And, and maybe thank goodness it didn't. Because what would, what would have become of me had it gone the way I thought it should have gone? And who might I be and what might have come of me and and how I would have been and 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 that. So, you know, you you don't know. You you think you know what you want, but all you know is you know what you know right now. And who you become in the future when you get closer to whatever it is that you think you want today, you know, that's why it's direction. Because if if I only honored what I wanted at say seven years old. I would be driving around on a go-kart track every day in my backyard playing paintball with my friends. That would be my, that probably would be something I'd be doing, you know, but now, (laughs) yeah, it sounds fun. I mean, Hey, look, I'd be up for it for a weekend here and there, but I don't want to do that all the time. You know what I mean? And also, I also don't want to have to pay for that. uh, You know, that lifestyle, that's not where I want to put my money and resources really either. So, you know, like there's that saying, I'll say one last thing, Evan, before I pass it on to you. There was a Jack Canfield wrote a book, great book, uh, something like the 52 laws of success or something like that. It's a great book. I honestly recommend it to anybody, but I believe it was in this book where he talks to someone about how they wanted a boat. <clears throat> he says, well, do you really want a boat? Well, yeah, I want a boat. It's like, okay, how much does it cost to buy the boat, to fuel the boat, to dock the boat? to maintain the boat, to do like, do you want all that? Cause that's what comes with the boat. Mm-hmm. And you start to realize, you know what? I don't want a boat. It's a lot of work and a lot of money and a lot of resource and a lot of sacrifice to have a boat. 
maybe I just want to take a boat out for a weekend here or there. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't really want to have a boat. You know what I mean? And so I think sometimes when like the boat is like a destination, sometimes you think you want this thing, but then when you really think of what it would take to have this thing you think you want, you might realize, you know what? I don't actually want it. That's not because I don't want what comes with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that, that's a really important question. And it's also something that I've heard in, in another sort of um, phrasing as a means of actually um, helping you to kind of carry on when you're just having like a tough moment, right? Where, you know, you're on your path pursuing, you know, whatever it is that you're pursuing out of passion. I mean, that's what the show is really all about. We're not talking about, you know, <laughs> taking the path of just, you know, comfort and convenience. We're talking about taking taking the path of of real genuine passion of what's in you. Um, and there's there are many challenging moments that that arise from that. Uh, and one of the uh, so anyhow, getting getting to what I was saying, uh, another way of putting it is saying like this is what comes with it. You know, like sometimes the challenges that you come up with in the pursuit of something and you can say, this is what comes with it. This is what I'm saying. And, and sometimes that can, that can help in terms of being like, okay, right, right. This is part of this thing that, that I want. This comes with it. Um, and I think that no matter what you do, that's just kind of, again, one of these, uh, like a reality of, of life is that there's, there are things that come with anything that come with any path that um have their challenges you know there's no there's no life that is challenge free doesn't exist um so this is i don't know maybe another interesting thing to explore because it's like you know with with uncertainty and challenges and things like that um with these realities, if we can accept that these are realities to life and to living and, and being in the pursuit of something, you know, how do we, how do we then have a new relationship with it? And, uh, there's a few things in what you were just saying that made me think of a couple of our, um, artist laws, some of our laws, like certainly presence of course is, is a, a really big one, you know, like it, you know, uh, the reality of uncertainty means means presence becomes extraordinarily important. And with that, what was also becoming somewhat evident to me is um, also like the law of appreciation, right? The law of appreciation for um, for what what we do sometimes have within a moment, right? It's just like when things are good, we can really appreciate it. Um, and we can appreciate the lessons that we are learning. We can appreciate, you know, like, cause I think with appreciation, there often comes humility, um, which are tremendous. Um, I don't know, not necessarily tools, I guess, but like, it's, it's something extraordinarily powerful to have with you um, when you're navigating um, tough circumstances or when things have taken a change in, in, you know, have taken a change in direction that you weren't expecting, you know, 
but that's also part of adventure too, you know? And I think that some of it's just about like, how do we reframe some of this stuff within ourselves so that, um, we don't put up so much resistance and, and we can keep some perspective that, that actually, um, allows us to navigate the challenges with, with some, I don't know, with, with some joy, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I've heard it said or read it. <laughs> I think it was from a Dan Millman book where he was distinguishing between the difference between happiness and joy. Um, and he was saying happiness is like a momentary, is a momentary thing is a momentary emotion that comes and goes based on what's happening in your life in the moment. And he says, joy for him is a different quality altogether. Um, joy is something uh, that you bring with you wherever you go. Mm. It's a part of you that even in the hard moments, there's sort of like a, a a burning fire of joy somewhere still down inside of you that endures um, through all circumstances. So I'll leave it there, Brandon. Is is anything that I just said uh, provoking any any thoughts from you? Um, well, I, I mean, I like the, I like the the track that you're heading us down here a little bit with the joy is something you carry with you. I, I, I personally believe that the pursuit of happiness is a, is, is, is a mistake. Now I don't disagree with it, but I think it's not quite, it's not quite interpreted the way that it is meant. I think the pursuit of joy, the pursuit of a joyful, fulfilled life, um, that is meaningful is what they're saying when they say, you know, you're right, you have the right to pursuit of happiness. And I do agree with that, but I do think that um, if you think it is just happiness, then you, you will like, here's something I've learned in life. And look, you can disagree with me if you want, but there's, there's, there's something I've learned that I, I adamantly believe never pursue happiness for the sake of happiness. And never pursue self-help for the sake of self-help. And those are steadfast rules that I'm steadfast about. And we have enough, we have we live in North America, which is a culture addicted to both. Mm. Improve yourself, be happy, be happy, improve yourself, you know, all this <laughs> crap, right? Look, you will improve. If you commit to a goal, a task, a journey, a path, anything, you will improve. Inevitably, it is. If you are committed, if you are willing to go through the trials, tribulations, the challenges, you will improve. It is just a byproduct of what happens. It's an, it's not only necessary, it's often mandatory, it's vital. And so self-improvement should never be done for the sake of self-improvement because why? Why? It All it does is, is pat the ego on the back. That's all it does. It does nothing for you. And if you pursue self-improvement, simply for the sake of self-improvement, there is no place to get to with it. You will always find yourself in a place of not enough, always needing to do more, always incomplete. And all of those are horrible byproducts of the pursuit of a nothing, right? Yeah. And then happiness, the pursuit of that, because it is a temporary emotion, happiness comes from doing meaningful shit. 
from from achieving stuff, from building stuff, from building solid relationships, from creating, from trying things out, from doing what you you love to do, what's fun, being playful, using your imagination, that creates happiness. Buying shit to be happy, eating crap food to be happy, that is a temporary fix and it will leave you as quickly as it comes to you. And it is a vapid, empty hole that you will never fill. And for those of you, if you're ever finding yourself in the pursuit of just happiness, the emotion, stop yourself immediately. It is the fastest way to depression. I guarantee you, I guarantee that this one thing that I'm very steadfast about, if you want to be happy, truly happy, truly joyful, find something meaningful, commit yourself to it, dedicate yourself to it, pursue it, work at it, put energy into it. Like if it's just a curiosity, learn about it. You will find you that happiness comes from that. Build a relationship with someone, build a relationship with an animal if you need to. But mm-hmm. happiness is a byproduct, not, a, not the point. And here's the thing, when you have meaning and purpose, and this is one other thing I'll say about this, because um, I went through a depression, guys. Like I've shared that enough on this podcast, but I went through one and I got out of it. And many people believe that once you go into a depression, you never escape it. And I disagree. And, and I'll tell you what, what happened was I found meaning. And once I found meaning, depression became, uh, eventually became a memory. Now it comes up every now and then temporarily, and then it passes. I'm not saying that I never feel that feeling ever again, but, um, you will find if you have meaning and purpose that there will be days where you're not happy, where you're not, you're not even feeling all that joyful, but because you have the meaning and purpose, you know, that happiness and joyful are just around the corner that they will come back. And there's, Mm. when you're depressed, you never believe they'll come back. That's why you're depressed. You believe they're gone. And the only way you can get them is through eating some bad food or doing something that's usually not good for you you know, playing a video game or doing something that doesn't really help you or build you or do anything, right? So, you know, I think you're bringing something up, right? Because uncertainty is going to be filled with unhappy moments because it's uncertain, right? But you you almost want that because if it was all happy, happiness would lose context. Joy would lose context. Mm-hmm. You know, there needs to be moments without it so that you can appreciate having it at all. You know, uh, and and one last thing, I'll just say this quote, and I always try to remind myself of this one, which is, I think a cinematographer shared this with me at one point. They said, you know, Brandon, the brighter the light, the darker the shadow. (laughs) (laughs) And I always thought how true this is, you know, that the, the context of light is you know, is so much in that. Now with film, you know, you, you create fill and you fill in your shadows and you try to, you know, but the brighter the light, the darker the shadow will be created. And so you need those shadows, even if they're not seen, they exist. Because if something is bright, there is the potential for a shadow. And that is just the reality of this life. Hey everybody, this is Evan. And this episode is brought to you by my book, Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. 
Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a few things that you said once more. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, where should I touch on? One thing I would say, I, I've got I've got to bring... Uh, bring our our favorite alan watts back into this because i remember a, a talk that he did on like the idea of self-improvement um and i think he said something like the problem with self-improvement is that the part that needs to be improved is the is the part that's telling you you need to improve yes um <laughs> <laughs> it's so true yeah yeah it's like it's is it's a, it's a thing that will never be happy and it's and and will again never be satisfied i believe you said something like a vapid a vapid hole or something like that and yeah and it's you know that sort of you know and and this is an interesting turn in this conversation makes me think a little bit of the movie uh inside out uh you know this whole thing where it's like yeah like happiness has become this like state and understandably, but it's like, it's become this thing of like, like you need to be happy. You need to be happy. Um, and I think that that's part of the, this sort of that, that fit has its own sort of role to play in the, in the sort of the mental health crisis that we're, um, that we're currently facing is I think that everybody's just burned out from this whole having to be fucking happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you're supposed to be happy, you know, because it's just, again, it's, it's not well, accepting and, and, the emotion. And something is wrong. If you're not happy. Yeah. It doesn't mean something's wrong. Yeah. And, and that something is, is wrong with you, mm-hmm. you, you know, like it's, it's, there's probably a very good reason as to why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. Um, but again, if you're not accepting where you're feeling, then you you don't have a hope at being able to say like, hey, why am why why am I feeling like this? You know, like why why, and and you know, and then that passes too. That's the that's the whole thing as well with this sort of uncertainty as well. And and sometimes pleasurable things happen, and sometimes unpleasurable things happen. And you know, they're all you know, they're both passing. They're, they're both fleeting, um, all the time. Um, but that's, I mean, this is kind of getting into maybe a little bit of like a philosophic kind of, you know, endeavor, but, you know, it is, uh, a wisdom that's been shared for many, many years is that it's like that attachment to pleasure. And I'm, and I, I'm sort of substituting the word happiness for pleasure now. Um, because I think that that's what so much of of what we do is now about is like the pursuit of pleasure, just trying to be in pleasure all the time. But when our mind is so focused on that, it all it does is sort of in the in the brighter the light, the darker the shadow is. It actually just highlights and um, exaggerates when you're not in that state. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're just trying, when you just want it and you're attached to it so bad, when it's not happening, it's just the, then you're just in misery the whole, the whole time until you can. And that's where a lot of that sort of, um, you know, most of us probably have met somebody like this. If you don't know somebody, you've probably met somebody who's, who's like this or, or even just, 
seeing somebody in in sort of popular culture who it's just like they're just constantly seeking pleasure it's just like it's on from this thing and and, and to the next thing and to the next thing and to the next thing um and you know so i read this book and it's escaping me what the name of the book was it was it was quite good i did really enjoy it but it was the the essence of this story was um uh this guy was trying to uh understand what kind of like made people like successful and so he was he he embarked on this journey and and he ended up getting to do all kinds of interviews with all of these you know extraordinary people and and hear their stories and and that kind of a thing and one of his mentors and I don't mean to kind of like crap on this person but there was something that was very interesting to me about um this person who was kind of helping them out a little bit and and did a lot of very positive things um for the author of this and had done a lot of very um you know accomplished a lot of extraordinary things themselves but there was this one part in the story where they just kind of went on this spontaneous you know spur of the moment trip to london or something like that like let's go to london da 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 and they're at this like party on uh, like some rooftop party in London. Like it's kind of like, you know, bottle service, every, you know, all of this kind of shit that, that we kind of hold in our minds for many of us as being like the epitome of living. Uh, <laughs> but, but in the middle of this whole thing, uh, he looks over at his, his mentor and there he is, he's on his phone and he's uh he's booking flights to go to barcelona or something like he was like not even with this party anymore mm. it was just like this is no good anymore like let's go to let's go and you know there's a don't get me wrong there's a kind of romance and attraction to just like having that capacity and just doing it. but when in reading this story i couldn't help but feel like geez, here's somebody who's in kind of just strikes me as being kind of unhappy, mm -hmm. um, who can't sit still for two seconds because to sit for sit still for two seconds would mean having to confront their own stuff. Now, I could be completely wrong about this person, but that kind of behavior in this story just showed like, oh, this is just this is just someone who is just seeking the next thing, you know, the next the next hit you know, that next hit of pleasure, that next hit. But the, the problem is, is that even when the thing is happening, you're not even present with it to actually truly enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not really enjoying it. Like you're just sort of looking for, for more. There's always just more. So I don't know if this is how well, it goes back to what I was saying, you know, the vapid empty hole you're trying to <laughs> fill, right? It is, it's, it's, it's a, uh, you know, once you, once you come to a realization that this, well, it's kind of an addiction, really, this, this thing that you're trying to satisfy and you, and you realize that it's unsatisfiable, that it, that also what it's asking of you is not fair and not good and not helpful, you know, until you, until you come to that realization, I mean, you know, you're really in a trap and there is a, 
you know, the addiction to the dopamine hit, right? The addiction to the feel good feeling. It's, it's where addicts live, right? It's where the addict of anything lives. They live in this world of, I just want to feel good. 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 I want to feel good. But the problem is, is that when you feel good and that becomes not good enough and you need to feel better, soon that better doesn't feel good enough and then better and then better and then better and then nothing is enough. And not only does it not get filled, it actually destroys feel good to the point where the inevitable outcome is is kind of a depression, but it's like, I would even say it's destruction, it's destruction and dismay. Mm. It's, uh, you know, if you look at, if you look at an addict who maybe is addicted to hard drugs, who goes from, I just do this with my friends on the weekend, you know, blah, 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 to, I, you know, we just do this, like we do this a bunch of times, but I got under control. I got under control to now they've lost their friends, their family, they're living on the street, they're just struggling to get by. But you know what? They're like, it's okay. It doesn't matter. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm having fun. I'm liking it. And then one day you wake up and the the drug isn't working the way it used to work. Your life is 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 literally destroyed and in dismay. The, the, the idea of rebuilding it seems almost insurmountable and impossible. We look at the the, the that that street person and we go, oh man, well, they really fucked up. But I look at the business person and I go, man, you really fucked up. Kids don't talk to you. you you're divorced, maybe more than once. Uh, all you have is things and money. Maybe you don't even have that much of that. Uh, none of this satisfies you. You always need more. You're the same. You're just, it just looks okay to society. And who really cares what other people think of you? You know what I mean? It's almost mm-hmm. worse. And and the, the amount of work that it will take to correct that is almost insurmountable, right? So if you see yourself going down that road, you stop now, you stop today. And you say, look, it's very hard for a person when they're getting rewarded by society to admit that they're an addict, to admit that they're misguided, to admit, to admit that they've been misled. But the, the, the truth is, and you know, um, it's one of those things that should be screamed from the mountaintops, I believe, that to truly care about another human being, you will stop them from destroying themselves when you see it happening. And they might not like you for it. They might actually hate you for it. They might slam you for it. Who are you to say that to me? I'm big business guy, blah, 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 whatever your deal is. Look, right now, the fact that I'm telling you this, this, if if it if it if it pisses you off, there's some truth to it. There's something about it. You know what I mean? And and if your if your relationships, if if there are wreckage behind you to do whatever it is that you think you're doing, you are an addict. You are you are misguided. You you have put your values and your intentions in the wrong place. And the inevitable outcome is dismay and destruction. It and 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 you are headed for it. And if you stop it now, you have a much better chance of of 
really taking back this life. But if you ignore this advice, and I don't care how you look at me, I don't care what you think of me, the best friend act I can do for you is to tell you, stop now, you are headed for a bad place. You know what I mean? And and this culture, unfortunately, we live in a culture, especially this Western culture, it rewards that type of addict. It actually encourages it. Mm-hmm. And and you know, if you're if you're on the end of the spectrum where you're making lots of money, but you're destroying all your relationships and, and all of this stuff along the way, society doesn't care about you and they want you to buy shit. So they 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 will watch you walk to destruction as long as you keep buying their stuff. And once you wake up to this and you begin to see that they are not they are not your friend. This is not here this these 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 narratives are not helping you. They're not doing anything for you that is good. They're misleading you, misguiding you and they're using you then you you can stop and you can correct and what i would say is if if you're hearing this right now you stop today and you go back to any relationship you can if not every relationship you can and if you cause that person pain or hurt or you damaged it you go and you you make amends with them and you try to repair it and you try to fix it not for them but for you, because there will be a day where you will wake up and you will see what you did because you will be in despair and you will understand the despair you caused on your journey to despair. And, and, and I'm not saying don't make money. I'm not saying don't be successful, do it by all means, go out and achieve and, and succeed and build. But if it's to feed this vapid, empty hole, without meaning and purpose, if it's to try to get somewhere to be somebody, to be happy, you know, just for those, for the sake of it, because you think that's what you're supposed to do. I can tell you, you're on a destructive path. There is no, there is the the one thing is like drugs work the same way. It's, it's feel good until you destroy yourself. That is the path, right? The only al- the the only alternative is meaning and purpose, and finding connection and finding things that actually matter that are beyond your just internal experience, because you will begin to find as you get older that it's not about you. Um, but in your youth, most of us, you know, and and I think this is just a product of youth we are very much in the in the world of trying to just get our lives together, figure it out, maybe get a job, maybe find a career, figure out what we care about. That's all fine. That's part of a young person's life and their journey. But as you get older, you have to disband that at some point. Otherwise, it leads you to destruction because, it, you know, you only get so long, you know, you only get so long to focus on yourself before yourself becomes a destructive force, you know. And uh, look, I mean, look, you can disagree with me and you don't have to hear me and you don't have to believe me. And I'm speaking to our audience, Evan, because I, I know that you understand some of this yourself. But like, um, I'll tell you, man, I'll tell you, it's it's you, you don't have to hear it. But maybe one day, you know, if you don't hear it today, you'll hear it tomorrow. And, and that's why it's worth saying. 
you know that's why it's worth mentioning because these are the things i wish someone told me when i was younger i wish i knew this stuff and i've watched people go through it as well as i have gone through it to some degree myself um and fortunately for me uh, i just am thankful that i turned around at some point and stopped going down that path because it could have gotten so so much worse right um and and i was misled and i was misguided but you know i'm not saying i have it all figured out i just know that that is not the path for me and it's not the path for anyone i love you know that's that's all i know about it i just know it's the i know it's a bad path and that's and that's that's about the extent of it, where it leads and what it can do to you. I mean, who knows? I mean, that's that's even scary to think about, really, honestly. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, we're talking about this thing, right? We're talking about uh, grappling with the reality, um, you know, and, and, and the uncertainty. Um, finding meaning and purpose is, is, is sometimes uncertain. And it's uncertain in the fact that it will not always provide happiness and joy in moments that, and when, if that's all you want, it's hard to pursue dreams and purpose and goals and things like this that are of more meaning and more service, but they ultimately always come back. You, you know, that joy and happiness are just around the corner, even if you're going through a hard time, but when you just pursue happiness and, and well, let's say you're pursuing joy in the, and thinking it's joy, but it's really just happiness it's always fleeting. You don't know if it's coming back. It has to be in the next purchase, the next acquisition, the next success, the next milestone. And you never know if you're going to get it. And sometimes you won't. And then what will you do then? You know, because it's all dependent on a result, right? As opposed mm -hmm. to a process and a journey. Yeah. I think that you've, um, the way that you've brought this back around is really, you know, nailing, nailing, uh, nailing it right on the head with this one where it's like you know how like what what are your best tools in grappling with you know the reality of uncertainty and you know a huge massive part of that um is definitely got to do with you know doing something that is of meaning doing something that is um you know, for lack of a better expression, that is bigger than you. Uh, that pursuit that exists on some level outside of the outcome of, of what it is you do, but can be acted upon from moment to moment to moment to moment is, is something that is active here in the here and the now that has meaning to you um, that gives meaning, purpose, connection to the world, you know, is, is, is a, is a connection between you and the world that's authentic. I think that that, that is the sort of the, the steel, you know, that, that's the in, in internal steel that, moves you through the uncertainty because on some level, you know, it, it, it allows you to, it allows you to move through your life without getting too, um, caught up in, 
the outcomes of things and and exists a little bit outside of just trying to cash in on momentary pleasures right momentary substitutes for you know substitutes for joy mm. right cheap substitutes for joy where you know the things of doing something that has real meaning to you that can be an uh it, it can be an eternal spring of joy you know for you throughout your life um you know and yeah so i think you've really nailed nailed the nailed it on the head with with that in terms of you know, I was getting a little bit nervous. I was just like, you know, I feel like, you know, we <laughs> talked about a couple of things, but I'm like, hey, like, you know, are we going to actually, you know, and maybe not, but I was like, are we going to figure out kind of any, make any kind of sense on this in terms of, you know, how, how do we actually, how do we actually, um, deal with, uh, uncertainty Hmm. And like so many things it it's <laughs> that we talk about, it's always an an inner it's an inner transformation. It's an inner reflection shift, what however you want to put that, that is absolutely essential in in how you ride through the uncertainty and how you can um how you can take the uncertainty as as you know part of the adventure that sort of this is what comes with it right this is what comes with it this is what comes with you know to some extent just living a life just having a life this is what comes with it um but in pursuing something of value and meaning to you without without any expectation or outcome of something, you know, that has things that come with it too, right? And and being able to just accept those things as, as part of the adventure, mm. I suppose. Yeah. There's uh, that saying, you know, you reap what you sow. You make your own, you, you make your own bed and you must sleep in it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, something that I, I, I really, um, I think is an important thing to kind of comment on this conversation is that the things you do today build your tomorrow. And sometimes we think that, well, if I plant these seeds today, if I, if I do the work today, that what if the harvest doesn't grow tomorrow? And this is the part of the uncertainty thing that I think we all struggle with. And look, sometimes the storm will come and it will wipe out all the work you did. And this is, this is a part of, this is a part of the problem. You know, this is a part of the challenge we all face. And some people, you know, they try to get smart myself included at times in my life. And they try to, well, you know what? I just won't even bother planting the seeds. Forget it. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter. It's all going to get wiped out anyway. So who cares? But, you know, this is the thing you you plant the seeds not just for the harvest tomorrow although you you do do it for the harvest tomorrow but not just you plant the seeds because 
it's the right thing to do for your life. And by the way, planting the seeds is not just about the seeds and the harvest. It's also about the planter planting them. It's also about the uh, the person who is who is a part of the process of building something. And you will build things and they will get destroyed. They will not work out. You know, this is a part of uh, this is a part of doing anything that is great. Um, I'm also reminded of another quote. And I mean, I could further that thought, but I'm um, I'm going to leave it for now because I feel like that's something we can get into more another day. Um, but there's a quote that I came across the other day, which was that the point is not to be great, but to be of great service. And here's the thing you need to remember. When you only build your harvest for yourself, the storm wiping it out, it it becomes, yeah, well, why build it? You know, I never got to reap the benefits of the, of what I built, but you know, you don't build it just for you. You build it for everyone you love, everyone you care about, everyone you will love, everyone you'll ever meet, everything that will ever happen in your future and is yet to be. You build it for your children, for your wife, for your husband, for your grandma and your grandpa. You build it for what you're, what you're trying to make in the world. And you plant the seeds because not all the seeds get wiped out. Some of them make it. And that matters. And sometimes they all make it. But sometimes only a few make it. But you plant them because what you're building today, it matters. And it, and, and it is there. And if it gets wiped out, you will learn about how to make sure it doesn't get wiped out the next time. And if you think you're going to plant every harvest and it's always going to work out and you're never going to experience a storm, you know what? Just give up. Because honestly, like, just give up. Like, there's no point, right? Everything is a harvest. You know, you want to have children? It's a harvest. You want to make a movie? It's a harvest. You want to write a script? It's a harvest. You want to have an action career? Harvest. Business? Harvest. You want to have a job and get promoted? Harvest right? You plant the seeds today that build the future for tomorrow. And look, you know, I worked a job for like a year or so, and I showed up every single day early, never missed a day, never took a personal day, did everything I possibly could. Some shit went down, I got fired. And it was totally unjust and totally unfair and whatever. And I had planted seeds. That is a storm wiping out a harvest that I was building for that, you know, that I was not getting to reap all the benefits of but I still reap benefits of it. I reap the benefits of building the discipline of showing up every day, the discipline of having the wherewithal of not taking a personal day, the discipline, the 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 character to deal with a toxic environment and, and navigate through it. There's so many good things that came out of it. Yeah, I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. get that other promotion that I probably deserved. In fact, I got the opposite. You know, I got canned um, and that's fine. But the thing is, is that, you you don't just give up on what you're trying to build in life because sometimes people are going to come along and destroy it or storms are going to come along and wipe it out you know this is a you know if you if you give into that bullshit you will find yourself depressed and empty because all of life's greatness is really based on the harvests we build today for tomorrow. You know, all of the great things we walk into are based on what we build today. So if you just want to say, you know what, I'm not going to work out. I'm not, I'm going to eat crap. I'm going to show up late to work. 
I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this bad thing for myself, blah, 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 so on, so on, so on. You will reap that and it will suck. And that's why I say, you know, I, I, I said this morning earlier, you know, it's not just the person that's eating bad food and not working out. It's also sometimes the business person that it has blind ambition that is destroying their relationship with their family. You know, it's them as well who's not building the harvest for tomorrow. That's too focused on the moment, too focused on the ego and the and the and what they're trying to get and that gratification. You know, so you know you you can have some gratification in these moments. You're you're, you're allowed, and that is okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if it is all gratification now and no harvest tomorrow you will reap the consequences of that. It is inevitable. This is reality. It will come for you like the reaper. It will come. It will show up at your door and you might not like it and it will not turn away. It will be there. You know what I mean? And it might not mean death, but but in a way it will mean death because it might mean the death of relationships. It might mean the death of, of things that you really truly took for granted. You know what I mean? It might not mean the death of you. And then in a way that's almost worse. So, uh, you know, start today, stop today, (laughs) (laughs) whatever that means for you. (laughs) I think, uh, we should probably, uh, we should probably get close to wrapping this one up here. I think so. So, uh, let's take a quick, uh, chat about what we're having as a beverage here and then we'll, we'll, make some closing comments on this very very fascinating conversation that we've been having yeah Um, yeah uh i've been drinking i'm pretty sure this one because i I actually got a growler fill the other day um which i haven't done for a little bit but uh, this is from the uh 101 brewing uh company and distillery here in gibson's british columbia and uh this, I believe, is called their Shingle Roof, and it's a Hefeweizen. The Shingle Roof Hefeweizen, and it's it's a very light Hef, you know? Like, sometimes a Hef is, like, kind of cloudy, and, and mm-hmm. uh, but it's actually a very, very light, um, it's very light. Is very it more of, a, more of a banana taste or an orange taste? I'm always curious. Mm. I mean, there's a bit of both going on in there, okay. but I'm going to say uh, in terms of your, your parameters in which you laid out there, it's uh more orange, Okay. more orange than banana. I personally, I tend to like the more orangey than banana, but you know, teach their own. Um, so I, I found this new brewery in Alberta, which I, first of all, I have to say I walked in there and I, I met, um, I met them and it was awesome. They have such a great location, super cool. And, uh, I plan to go back. This is Blindman brewing in Alberta. And I believe they are in Lacombe. And, um, this beer that I'm drinking today is new England pale ale, juicy and hazy. And, uh, yeah, it's delicious. This is a fantastic beer. And I mean, honestly, I think my well we'll see what happens but my plan right now is to i want to go through a bunch of their stuff and just kind of chip away and see and see you know their selection so 
you know, normally I would go from one brewery to the next and keep switching around, but I think I'm going to check out a few of their beers um, and just kind of try it out. But this one's really good. Uh, so I highly recommend that if you're ever passing through Lacombe in Alberta, which is a really cool town, very pretty, um, newer development. And um, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's what I'm, that's what I'm having, Evan. Uh, I, I could read the story on there, but I won't bore you with that one. <laughs> Um, but they're, they're a good brewery. So let's, let's do final thoughts. I mean, this was, this was good. Look, I, uh, I'll say this before, before either of us kind of wrap this up. You know, I, I think my directness on this, uh, conversation, you know, and it's speaking quite directly to the audience out there who, you know, look, I don't know your story. I don't know uh, what you're going through and I, I don't know what your life is and, and there's no judgment. You know, this is just a, friend to a friend, honestly, friend to a friend over a beer. That's, that's honestly and, and all I mean. And, uh, I, I only share it because these are the conversations that I would have shared with my younger self. Could I have, and I, I project out there into the world that there is someone like me who was like me or like me now, who is, is going through their life and going, you know what? Thanks. I needed to hear that. That's helpful. I'm gonna, you know, whatever. And, and for those of you, it doesn't resonate with you. doesn't land with you. That's fine. You know, look, it's, it's not a, it's no judgment and do your life. I, I just know that for me, um, I just know that for me, like some of this stuff was, uh, just misguided. I just didn't know. And, and, and now that I know, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, I really believe in sometimes having the harder conversation with people conversation i said this was so weird uh conversation with people you know having the harder conversation with people and like i don't know you out there maybe i do but for most of you i don't but like i extend the human decency of love to you you know and that's and that's really what i'm saying here because like i want i really do want the best for you i don't want you to be unhappy and i don't want you to not understand why you're unhappy Cause I've been there before and I didn't know why I was unhappy. I didn't know what was wrong. I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to turn to. And so like, if this can save you even a day of that, then that's a win for me. And that, that is why I, I share this with you. So look like life's uncertain. This is my wrap up, Evan. Life is uncertain. Um, embrace it. It's hard. I know I'm going through it myself right now, but uh, you will come through the other side. And if you have meaning, none of that stuff will be so noisy that it will stop you from being able to hear your own heartbeat and your own uh, sense of self alive in this world, you know? And I say heartbeat because you are here, a beating heart, alive, animated, able to do whatever you want to do with your life. And by all means, do it with meaning and do it with purpose. Yeah, I think that, as you said, like, it's, this is a, this is a, a hard thing, you know, like what we're talking about, um, you know, in the, this, the reality of uncertainty is not an easy thing, uh, in some ways, even just having this conversation, uh, about it was kind of like just grappling with this topic was, is, it was definitely for me very present in this one. Um, but you know, what occurs to me is that, um, uh, 
uh, uncertainty is also where the excitement is in life. You know, uncertainty is that, is that unexpected, uh, you know, surprise, constant surprises of things that, that, um, you know, that bring us all kinds of things, both, both positive and, and not so positive things into our life, but it is where the excitement is. And it seems weird that this is coming at the end of it, but, you know, in terms of what I work on with, with actors and in teaching actors is really teaching them to embrace uncertainty. It's like, you don't know what's going to happen next. And actually, you know, the end that when you, when actors do really understand this deeply and, and embrace that whole thing as a part of them, it, it, it makes working and acting so alive and so exciting to do. And, but you know, it, it, it does involve getting past a lot of hangups. Um, we have a lot of hangups living in that way because we want to succeed. We want to do well. We, we want all of these outcomes and in all of those, those wants it, it makes everything so hard to do. It's just, it's just piling the weight onto ourselves with all of these, um, expectations. Uh, and, and with creating all of these expectations, there's all of these, um, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for disappointments, you know, just a series of disappointments when the fact of the matter is, is, you know, I always tell my students is just like your partner will take you way further than you can take yourself because to a certain extent, your partner is uncertainty you know, as an actor, you get there, your partner is uncertainty staring you in the face because you don't know what they're going to do. And guess what? You're uncertainty for them too. <laughs> you know, it's like, I think that's maybe another aspect of this, which is that like who we are is uncertainty. We bring uncertainty with us wherever we go to others as well, mm. you know, and, and, you know, uncertainty is, is why comedy you know, is, is comedy. Why jokes are funny is because we don't know what the person's going to say. You know, that's the, the, it's where there's, that's where life is, isn't, is uncertainty. So we, as hard as it can be, it's so vital that we, that we at least begin, we endeavor to, to begin looking at uncertainty as, as a friend and as the life and the excitement that it is and maybe take an interest in what it is trying to do and where it is trying to take us as opposed to us always trying to impose our own ideas and our will on life. Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. 
Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.